He shall be Leon. What a game. It's the lowdown on Sports 1440. Today's show, Jack Campbell's stellar start, uh, Hyman's demon forechecking, Leon's Nashville music, all add up to a badly needed win for the Oilers. And Oilers fans are now looking around for what to complain about, and I'm sure you'll find it. Don't worry. Don't don't hurt yourself. It'll be there. Uh, Sports1440.ca, iHeartRadio, Radio Player Canada. You can text or call us at 1-833-401-1440. That's 1-833-401-1440. We're on Twitter at Low Tide and Declan Kruger, and we always want to say hi to our title sponsor. The Lowdown is driven by Wolf GMC Buick. New name, but same great team. Find them on the corner of 184th Street and Stony Plain Road. WolfGMCBuick.com. Check them out. Our guest today, Bruce McCurdy from the Cult of Hockey at the Edmonton Journal. He will break down a win. They're always great with him because he, he goes, he's very thorough, takes his time, Mutters a little, but great information. Jeff Grishel from Crush Ports Performance will chat about a new program for parents of athletes. You'll want to hear about it. Uh, it's important stuff, and we'll drive deep into the MLB playoffs. Matt Engel from the Fort Worth Star. There's a, there's a country song called Does Fort Worth Ever Cross Your Mind? It might be George Strait. Hmm. Is it George Strait? I'm not sure. I was just thinking about if it uh, if it was Twang Tuesday, we'd be able to play it. Yeah, but uh, we have yeah. a strict no country rule on Wednesdays, so next we'll have time, to wait till next Tuesday. Next time we do Twang Tuesday, I want to look, look in the library if you see any Joe Ely. Um, he had a song called "She Never Spoke Spanish to Me," which is really good. Check that out. All right, Otters had a good night. Their best players were their best players, and there were lots of good deeds. I mentioned Jack Campbell, Zach Hyman, uh, Leon Dreisaitl. There were others. Ryan Nugent Hopkins has earned a mention because he's averaging two points a game, and his five-on-five goal share is four and one. So he's plus three on a team that I think is minus three now. Five goals, four and eight against. Uh, Connor McDavid is the only man on planet Earth who can quietly go one, one, and two in an NHL game and barely. I mean, barely get noticed. I, I don't know how you do that, but he did it, and he did it last night. There were other really good stories. Warren Fogle, I thought, had a really good game. And for me, anyway, I, I felt like the defense was doing what they needed to do. I'm going to use Evan Bouchard as an example. Bouchard in the Vancouver series, he kind of got caught up in battling physically and slashing and hacking and, and doing things that are that are... Not productive. Darnell Nurse did it early on a cross-check that cost a penalty. But mostly the defense, and specifically Evan Bouchard, they stayed out of the stuff that doesn't help you win hockey games. I thought they moved the puck well. Uh, definitely the the NHL is on to, to Evan Bouchard. They're catching a lot of these passes now in the neutral zone. He's going to have to ad-lib or carry it up a little bit. Um, they now know what he is, and he's going to have to you know adjust a little bit. It's like a when a hitter comes into the major leagues, who was the who was the Blue Jay who got a fast start last uh, in September and then kind of faded away? What was his name? The name escapes me, but I can certainly oh, bring it, it up here. Uh, maybe twenty-seven-year-old rookie, something like that. Not it was a diminutive fellow. Uh, he had a beard or a mustache that everybody went made a big fuss about it. Uh, why don't we? How bad is our memory collectively? The guy was on our lips uh, when this show started five weeks ago. That's all we could talk about is this fella. Now we can't even remember his name. Oh, fame is fleeting. So bad. So bad. You'll get back to us on? Yeah, I'm looking. Like You're definitely not talking about Manoa, are you? No, no. I'm talking yeah, about yeah. the guy, who, the hitter who came yes, in okay. and hit home runs lickety-split right there when they needed him. Uh, after the Texas series, I think he went just gone. Um, 
And he might have been even there before the Texas series, now that I think about it. Anyway, he was very good. I'm looking into it. I can see the guy running around the bases, everybody going, yay. And there were even ladies wearing facial hair. It was quite the deal. No, it was fake facial hair, but you get the point. Vegas is 4-0, and so the order starting 1-2, and not great, but it's a long, long, long season. And I wanted to pass this along. We're going to do this through the year because everybody's doing the Connor Bedard hype, and we always want to make sure that it's real. So Bedard, after four games, has a goal and three points. In McDavid's first four games, just one goal. Now, McDavid, I think he had three points in his fifth game, and by game eight, he was at a point per game. But Bedard is doing pretty well for how early it is in the year. Do we have that name yet? I think it was Davis Schneider. Yeah. That you're thinking I of. think yeah. that was it. Yeah, Davis Schneider. Looking back here, yeah. Nice mustache on, on the kid. bad is it that we didn't know that off the top of our heads? What is wrong with us? Yeah, not great. We're not um, real sports fans. Not a baseball guy would be my only defense. Well, but, I, uh, I, no I watched the series. Is, is, is. I watched them all down the stretch. I was so worried about Vladdy. Oh, well. James Harden I'm, is... I'm embarrassed. Yeah, well, we should be. We feel shame. Uh, James Harden skips the 76ers pack. I don't know what to do because I don't... I don't trust any ownership group. I don't trust management. I don't trust anybody. I'm getting confirmation it is Schneider. I don't trust anybody in authority in baseball or basketball or hockey. And But James Harden is a hard guy to like, really. But he skips 76ers practice, and I think he's on the right side of this story. I believe they made a promise. You know, remember when I promised you I wouldn't be nice to you on the air? Have I ever backed down on that? Um, put me on the spot just now was a little bit, uh, I'm saying that I won't be nice to you. <laughs> oh, yeah. And, and yes, you've lived up to that. Yeah. I'm, I just, I throw stuff at you. I give you no warning. I, I, I find some soft spot in your psyche of your, you know, Mrs. Andrews teacher. And I've just pummeled that to death. You know, I'll give you no, no quarter online, but at least I promise you that. That Eagles tush push play. There's an article in the athletic about it today that everybody's, you know, loving it. But I don't think everybody does it as well as the Eagles. Eagles seems to have the I don't know why, but they seem to have maybe I think they all know the snap or something because they move forward as if they were one human being. That's the key. Yeah, Jason Kelsey's talked about the preparation for that play in practices and stuff. And literally what you said, like moving as one cohesive unit to like get that push up front, and make it yeah. look like a rugby scrum. So yeah. yeah, they definitely drill that and it shows. Yeah, it's like me and my family at Costco, same thing. Just <clears throat> You got to get in there. Phillies are up 2 not, uh, 0, and the Texas Rangers, it's an impossible story. I remember when they were the Washington Senators and they were ghastly. They had Mike Epstein at first base, Frank Howard, who was like 6'10 in left field. They had some pitching, but they were really, really bad. And they've been bad forever. One time, a guy named Lenny Randall, I think this is right, he beat up the manager, Frank Lucchesi. Like, they just beat the hell out of him. And the Texas Rangers were born under a bad sign. They just were. They've had great players. Jeff Burroughs won an MVP in 74. Ruben Sierra was a great player. They've had great players. Ferguson Jenkins, I believe, won 20 for them at least one time. But they are just not what you think they are. Okay, it's 12.08. This is the Lowdown with Low Tide on Sports 1440, and I'm about to go on a rant. So... I do this as a public service because I care about you. And I want you to know when sometimes when things happen, 
they, they're really important. And sometimes when the things happen, they're not important at all to you, and they shouldn't be. And, and I want you to take everything with a grain of salt as it occurs. Okay, are we ready? It was announced today, I believe Elliot Friedman sent it out, that the NHL is considering alterations on the NHL draft. Instead of 32 teams flying to a city along with the prospects and the media and every media person available, instead of them all flying into one town and spending four days doing things, and by doing things, I mean doing things. Instead of that, they're thinking about just doing it like the NFL does, where you have a war room where all the management people are in their own city, and you could fly the prospects in, and it would be a media television event, but it wouldn't be, it wouldn't be a thing that media would be able to fly to, write it off, and cover a story or several stories. And that's what it is now. But it's a big chance to get together and be social. Because at the end of the day, media, we're a pretty social bunch. We like to get together. Well, you're gonna, what time do you check in? Do you have a time for a drink? Well, sure. <laughs> so that's the way it works. And that's the way, honestly, I think media really, if it didn't have that, I don't think most of us would, would you know, be as excited about the industry as we are. So because stories like this occur, media has to insert themselves into the story. So when you read a story about this, it's very bad, very bad. How can Ken Holland make a trade when he's not there visiting with the other 31 general managers? Meanwhile, Holland's on the phone with these guys every day. They probably go, oh, no, it's Holland again. Damn it. I got to get a new burner phone to deal with my stuff because he's just taken over my phone. But, oh, no, the media says it's a bad idea. But they're really saying it's a bad idea because they don't get to go for drinks with each other. That's it. That's the deal. And... I'm going to give you an example. If you're old enough, you'll know this story about how media inserts themselves into stories. Okay. So maybe you're not old enough to know this and maybe you've never heard of it because you don't pay attention, but I'm going to tell you something that has occurred approximately one dozen times in my life and I'm 61. So that's what every five years. So every five years you'll go home and you'll turn on your television and let's say you're watching CBC. Now I'm just using them as an example because they're an obvious one. Uh, Don't defund the CBC because I'm telling this story, but this is what the CBC does. So the world is in flames the night you sit down on your sofa. There's all kinds of problems. In fact, there's so many problems in the world right now, including in, in the Middle East, that my heart hurts. Every day when I come in here, I don't say anything about it, but I actually feel upset in my mind, and, and it's, it's top of mind for me. And it's something that I really I don't want to know about, but I have to know about. Okay, So you sit down, and you, you know the world's in flames. There's a thing in the Middle East. There's this thing about the pensions. There's fires usually going on somewhere. The whole world's burning down and there's oceans coming onto land and there's pestilence and violence and birth of army worms and guys drinking vodka and fields in Russia until they die. There's a lot going on. These are all stories worth covering. But every five years or so, when all of that is still going on, you'll turn on your TV to CBC and they'll say, good evening, this is the CBC News CBC employees across the country are on strike. And then they'll show pictures of the people on strike for CBC. It's not even a story, but you have to sit through it. Why do you have to sit through it? Because the CBC News is covering the CBC strike as if it was the top story. That's how media inserts themselves into stories. And that's what's happening right now. You should not care 
that the the National Hockey League is contemplating not sending everybody there. It may be more efficient. It might be better to be in a war room. Maybe you had to work a little harder to get there. But it is something that the NHL teams are contemplating as an efficiency. Probably costs way less not to fly every guy over. You know, they fly scouts in who don't even get to get up on stage because you only do that on the first round. And if the guy isn't from the league that you scouted, you're not going up there. You just sit there like a bump on a log. You know, and you wait for the for the GM to insert a name that you never heard of with your fourth round pick. I think that guy could be at the beach, probably, and it would be a happier time for him. Just my opinion. JMO. Don't you worry about media. Don't you ever worry about media. If you are worried about me when the other radio station went dark, please don't do that. Don't do that. You owe it to your family to work hard for your family. That's what you should be worried about. You you have to you you have to provide for your family. You have to do things for your family. Media do the same thing, but we are really good at looking after ourselves. That's why you get things like, you know, the world's in flames, but CBC's on strike because we promote it. It's a big deal. Very important that he goes there. No it isn't. No it isn't. No it is not. Have you seen the interviews that happen on the floor of the draft? Uh, Harry, you traded a third-round pick and a fifth-round pick and Lyle Gabumbarum to move up three spots in the first round. Is that worthwhile? Well, we think it is, Lyle. Really? You really need to fly 5,000 miles for that and spend God knows how much money? I don't think you do. By the way, as always, I ask you to uh, renew your athletic subscription and make sure you drop by Wolf GMC Buick. Did I do okay with it? <laughs> Just, did I save what 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 is mine right at the end? Okay, did I do okay with that? Yeah, it was from the heart. It was very impassioned. Uh, I just can't stand it anymore. It just kills me that this happens. Every I get I get outrageously angry when I see the CBC strike story being the lead. How could it be the lead story? Riddle me that. We'll end with this because it'll be a real charmer. Everybody will like it. My daughter said something very funny to me yesterday. She said, "You know, Dad." I've been reading about Connor McDavid and his comments on Pride Tape. It wouldn't take much for him to become an icon in the LGBTQ community. He could be the next Judy Garland. And I damn near fell off my chair, and I was driving, so that would have been a bad thing. LOL, Ty, do it for your family, ha ha. I'm telling you, don't worry about the media. Retire, Al. Well, that's got to be somebody from the media saying that. Oh, these are good. These are very, very good. Along with everybody telling us this is David Schneider, people are mad as hell at me, and I'm very happy about that. Okay, what's our schedule today? Because I know we have Chrishell, and I know we're talking baseball. When do we have McCurdy? We have uh, McCurdy at 1. He's going to be joining us top of the hour in about 44 minutes or so here. So, yeah, it's going to be a good one. All right. Well, I'm looking forward to it. So NHL rumors on the way, and then Chrishell talking to parents of athletes at 1240. And this is the Lowdown with Low Tide on Sports 1440. It's the Lowdown on Sports 1440. Brought to you by Wolf GMC Buick, corner of 184th Street and Stony Plain Road. By the way, if you ever do something to make me mad, just play that song. Just play that one out of the break, and I will be happy. That rectifies everything? God, I love that song. Oh, good. Okay, good to know. 
keep that one in the, uh, you know, in the old memory pocket. I would like to know what year it came out because it had to be when I was in my early 20s. And everything, Ooh. like everything you've heard up until now in your life will have special meaning when you get old. To me, it just feels like a song from 1984, but I will, I will look it up. I'm going to bet 83. I'm going to bet 83. So good. By the way, I want to uh, personally apologize to David Schneider and his family and many fans who have collectively <laughs> inundated the radio station's text line with, it's David Schneider. He was just hitting eight home runs in 116 at-bats. Over an entire year, this is according to baseball reference. My math would never work this quickly. He projects to have uh, hit 37 home runs. And he's 24. He's not 29 or 27, like I said. He's, he'll, he's going to have a career. He will have a career. Oilers just play better with Jack Michaels. Seems, though, I think it was uh, Terry Jones who was tweeting out about that yesterday. Willin by Little Feet. Thanks for the great recommendation, Tide. I'm telling you, Little Feet is so good. And did you do that? Did you go and do Spotify with Willin by Little Feet? I did, actually. And did you <laughs> and you hated it, didn't you? It was okay. Oh my god. It was I okay. Can't... It was I liked it. I, Youth you know, is it was... wasted on all the wrong people. <laughs> I can't believe you don't love that song. It was good, not great. I think that's a fair assessment. Going to come over there and it's gonna be <laughs> ugly. Honest to God, how you know you give people the gift of a great song, and they go, "Yeah, I don't know." You know, <sighs> batter's name is Schneider. 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 <laughs> it's infinitely worse that we went zero for two as opposed to you just going zero for one. The fact that I dropped the ball well, as well is where we really. The, I, I honestly, because you you are a very bright young man, and I have yeah. a lot of names in my uh, Otto Velez, Doug Alt, Jim Clancy, John Cerruti, um, Bill Singer. Uh, they're all in that brain of mine, and so uh, Baylor Moore, who pitched for both Montreal and Toronto, played for the Jays. So I have them all. So it's just crowded. It's hard to get David Schneider in there. Because I have so many other names that are Blue Jays. You're really covering your back, but I mean, I have no excuse. You don't. Now what I've heard, because I can't, I can't use the same one. Oh, I have all these names up here too. No, I just forgot it. I just have nothing to say. So, you uh, uh, tough. You know, you're on an island. You're yep. young, and you can't remember. John Galley says uh, we were at Fenway when David Schneider cracked a home run in his first at bat in early August. There you go. I would like to go to Fenway. I've decided though. Um. I've decided that I, I'm 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 going to go to New York City. I don't know when, but I'm going to go to Madison Square Garden, and I'm going to try to go to Yankee Stadium. I might see the Mets, but you know, and I'm going to go to Broadway. I'm going to watch a musical on Broadway, and maybe another one. Um, Izzy Gleaner, who was the owner of Baker Optical many years ago, he he used to tell me stories about going to Broadway, and I would I he, the way he explained it, it was like a magic land, and I'm hoping that it's that. Low Tide, you can have your way after Edmonton hosts the draft. Tomato soup. Well, they did in the Steve Kelly year, 95. Good afternoon, gents. The Oilers need both goalies going this season, at least to be average or a touch above. That's the reason they lost to Vegas. Woody needed to change goalie start for the game five or six, but that option wasn't available since he couldn't trust Campbell with the regular season he had. Skinner was a bit gassed. Marsha still had his number. Yeah. I don't think it's even that. I think that in game five and six in the second period, the Oilers got into trouble. They got into penalty trouble, 
and they lost those two periods, and that was the series. You can text us at one 1440 Now, this segment is designed for me to talk about NHL rumors. There aren't a lot today. I'm going to be honest with you. There's not a ton going on. And increasingly, there's going to be MLB rumors. So we're going to, we're going to segue as we do seasonally because we're going to have a rumor segment the whole time. We're, even if it's just about Declan's love life, we're just going to make stuff up about that. No, we won't do that. It's too cruel. Maybe we'll talk about your... No, you can go for it. Okay. All right. I don't want to hurt anybody. For sure. Don't want to cause scandals. Hey, it's just us. No one's listening. Are you on Facebook? I'm on Facebook. Okay. Yeah. Are all of your followers true, true friends of yours? On Facebook? Yeah. Uh, everyone on Facebook is someone I've, I'm at the minimum an acquaintance with. Okay. And uh, is there, if I went in there and looked, not that I'm going to, would I find anything scandalous? Oh, absolutely not. Okay. Actually, you know what? I'm going to take that back. One person, <laughs> not the scandalous part, there's one person who was the photographer at my dad's wedding, is my friend on Facebook. So I wouldn't really call him an acquaintance. So everyone but one. Well, well he likes you. He followed you for a reason. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, listen, I had to add him back, so clearly it was a two-way street. But Well, you did that as a kindness. I did. You know. Well, I wanted, like, I, he was tagging me in pictures, which is why he was there. Were they good pictures? Yeah, they were pretty good pictures. No. Kirby Doc is out for the season. Montreal Canadiens center. Good player. He, you can tell he's going to have an impact when he's healthy. He just can't stay healthy. And that's a thing. It's too bad, too, because that was a great addition to the team. I thought that was a really astute move by Montreal. Luke Shen out four to six weeks, lower body injury. That will impact Nashville. The, the thing we never talk about, and we should, is, is and, we, and we also forget. We go, oh, yeah, that guy's hurt. And then you forget about him. Unless it's like Oscar Kleffbaum, and then you never forget about him. There aren't a lot of rumors. I'll just be honest with you. There, there just are not a lot of rumors going on. People are making stuff up now about rumors in, in the NHL. I saw one where uh, the Oda's going to trade for a goaltender, and I think it was Yaroslav Halak. But there's just there's nothing going on. We could start a rumor. Okay. Who did I heard a rumor? What song was that? Oh, I'm not sure. I heard a rumor. But I think, listen. Bananarama. Oh, they were good. They They, were good. They were good. They they did Cruel Summer. Well, Venus is the one I think of. Well, Venus was done by Shocking Blue in 1970. That was a remake. Ooh. Fun fact of the day. The rumor I would like to get started, and I'll let you uh, give some input on this. Okay. Is that the Oilers will trade bro- Bro, like do you Phil- know him personally? Okay, they'll trade Phil- Sir Philip Broberg, <laughs> two firsts, and a second for UC Soros. It won't happen. Why would Nashville trade UC Soros? Because they're getting Philip Sir Philip Broberg, two firsts, and a second back. But they're not. They haven't given up yet. But they're not really in win now mode. Okay, go tell the owner. Go I tell know. the guy who spends eighty five million dollars on nothing. You can't do it, man. The owner is sitting with Vince Gill, and Vince Gill goes, I think we can make it. And the owner goes, damn straight. If Vince is in, so am I. (laughs) 
They don't do it like that, man. This is fantasy hockey you're talking about. No, the National listen, Predators I, believe they can get hot, get in the playoffs, and win with Soros. This isn't the team that went to the Cup. If they want to honestly look themselves in the mirror, they have to assess that they're not going to win a Stanley Cup this year. I don't think they're going to win a Stanley Cup with the current roster they have constructed with McDonough and Ryan O'Reilly as the front, front pieces. I think you, you go into sell mode. You get restarted early and you try and build something do you, quickly. Do you know what kind of a bath an owner would take if you went into sell mode three games into a year? Well, they can do it at the deadline, so then there's a little bit more of a sample size. Is Saros a free agent? Because if he isn't, they're not trading him. No, but... The, the, well, all I'm saying to you, look, you, you could do whatever you want. You have a, a, a life to live, and I shouldn't be impacting it in any way. But I think you're wasting your time, sir. Because you have to, if you're going to make a trade suggestion, it has to be something that's at least plausible. Like Vladar in Calgary. So you don't think that one's even in the realm of possibility? There's, unless he's a free agent next summer, it's not going to happen. Okay. Trust me on this. Bad rumor, then. Maybe we could do bad rumors, and you could do it all. Well, I'm off to a good start, it looks like, certainly. <laughs> Pretty soon, he's not even going to crack the mic. He just won't. He'll go, oh boy, here we go. Captain Happy is speaking about me again. All right. Um <laughs> oh radley this is too funny radley low tide says media people are social creatures also low tide has a moat built around his house to keep social creatures like a wanik away <laughs> well i just that's the way i rolled i did i uh my wife and i were we just loved cocooning we were we were uh, an entity unto ourselves for years. And really, uh, after the pandemic, we really were. Like, my kids were wildly unhappy they had to stay in the house. And we were just so happy to stay in the house. It was a thing, you know. And, and you know, all, most of the people you work with, like like uh, young, young Kruger here, he's a good guy. But if he and I meet socially, how many things do we have in common, really? He's 26. He's out making the scene. And I'm out making a scene. It's different. It just is. It's not the same. Like, I don't know how our paths would cross socially anyway. How would that be? It would have to be at a sports 1440 mixer. Got to be. Or maybe I'm walking down the street that you were also on and I fall down and hurt myself. And you yeah. notice. Yeah, that's a, that's, a, that's a good one. Listen, I've invited you over for dinner. Uh, live on air, I believe. But you've, you've turned me down. I don't like to do that. Yeah. Because the doors lock and then I don't know what's going to happen after that. Plus, I can't cook very well, so. You're young. You shouldn't have to cook very well right now. You should be learning how to cook. That's what I'm saying. Thank you. I never did that, and boy, am I paying a price. <laughs> am I paying a price now? The owners lost to Vegas because Vegas is way better and much deeper. They don't rely on just two forwards, RL. You know, I, I, uh, you know what happens in life to old people like me is you hear the conversation argued one way, and then 20 years later it's argued the other way. 20 years ago, we all agreed on the blogs that the Oilers were a good team, but they had a bunch of, like, good but not great players. Sixes and sevens and nines. And they needed the aces and the kings and the and the, and the jacks. And now they have the aces and the kings and the jacks, and everybody's, well, they're not, they got these two guys, they pay exorbitant. Well, you can win with both. It's not, the Edmonton Oilers have a, a built-in advantage every game they play. And they haven't won a Stanley yet, but they're not far away. I think they will win this year. Have some faith. It, it's okay to have faith. 
Just because you get beaten down online doesn't mean that's reality. In fact, Twitter or X or whatever is opposite reality. Nobody, nobody goes through life talking to people that way, the way you get talked to on Twitter. Oh, so you're stupid, eh? You know, that's that's all Twitter is. You give an opinion, some guy sure as hell is going to find you and just beat you down. Have some faith. And, and understand that luck will either provide or not provide, and not every year is going to be a diamond. That's the dumbest rumor I've ever, ever heard. I really don't think that was the most out there thing that, that could have come out of my mouth. I just I just love the finality of it. That's what I was just talking about where you you know somebody puts themselves out there. You, you know, you're a good guy. You know, you're just a, you're a nice young man. You think about things. You had a thought. It was a good thought and you said it. And <laughs> the segment was going slowly. I was trying to save the show. The I get yelled was at flying. <laughs> I get yelled at by Al. I get yelled at by the text line and here I am thinking, "You know what? One point for Declan. That's not a bad idea at all." <laughs> How quickly that turned on you. I'm so thrilled. Rumor has it that Clefbaum's shoulder made a full recovery. He can lift his kids and will be returning to the NHL. J-Dub from Morinville, but you don't have to mention that so I don't get torched uh, uh, for the fake rumor. That's a great rumor, though. I have people to this day who say, have you heard anything about Clefbaum? If you don't watch out, Al, you'll become Declan's least favorite teacher instead of Miss What's-Her-Name. Well, her name is Mrs. Andrews. We're going to have to have her on the show. I'm sorry. Maybe it could be when you're on a holiday, but we're definitely having her on the show. What was he like? Why didn't you like him? Did you talk to his parents at all? And what was this thing about do it for your parents? Did you think that would get under his skin? Because it did. That would be a great segment. I I I don't know what she's doing these days. I know her first name, but it's pretty generic. It might be tough to track her down. Oh, no, we'll um, find her. Okay. Yeah, don't if worry. If you really want her, we can make it happen. I'll but... get the CBC on it. It'll be fine. She she would just show up and berate me. Like, she would, and it would, like, I'd probably, you know, tear up a little bit. Then I have to deal with that. Then you'd laugh at me. Then you'd tell everyone that they'd laugh at me, and it would just be a whole thing. And, like, I don't really want to go through it. I will. For the for the good of the show, but I like I'm, I'm not happy about it. I just want you to know the fact that I'm delighted by all this makes me a horrible human being. But for those who didn't hear last week, uh, I don't remember what day it was. Monday, maybe where uh, I don't know how we ended up on the worst teacher that Declan ever had in grade one, Mrs. Andrews, who berated him and said things like, "Do it for your family," and "Why are you doing that?" and "You can't even do this." No, you can't have that. <laughs> You talk about you talk about limiting a young person. That was uh, well done. You know, if you were looking to do that, Nashville will finish bottom five in the league. Nice to have the W. But besides Soros, they're a sorry team. What a the, great point yeah. by that texter. There's a rumor that Salisbury Hill was actually done by Billy Joel. <laughs> oh, you are becoming famous, my friend. Trade CC and a pick for Barry and half retained. Sorry, Low Tide, but I did care. I did worry. When sports radio went dark, you were on my mind. So glad to hear you're all back. Just wondering about Dave J. Hope he's keeping busy. Carry on and take care. I have not reached out to Dave in a while, uh, but I, I will. Um, I, I would suggest to you that Dave is a thoughtful gentleman and that he will carefully choose his next course. 
I think he's at his point in his life where he wants to make a difference in, in important ways. Um, and I think that you will be pleasantly surprised wherever he lands. I would just predict that. He's a person of character. Uh, often in the olden days, we would call somebody like Dave a mensch and mean it sincerely. I don't know if people are sincere anymore. I am. Don't know about everybody else. Come on, guys. Vegas will win the Cup hands down without a number one goalie. Boy, people are really high on Vegas. Declan, I suggested the exact same trade to my friends and got the same response. I feel you, brother. Well, well, you guys could form a club. The always right club? Well, I don't think that The good work. ideas club is what we'll call it. I think you may be just... It's like the babysitter's club, but for adults. The Mrs. Andrews Marching and Chowder Society is what you should call it. Okay. I enjoyed this segment enormously. The whole show so far... <laughs> the whole show so far has been a just a thrilling program. I haven't loved today. <laughs> oh, Jeff Chrishell will save us next in the community on the way. This is the Lowdown with Low Tide on Sports 1440. It's the Lowdown on Sports 1440. Alan Mitchell, Declan Kruger, hanging out until 2 o'clock today. We're brought to you by Wolf GMC Buick. New name, same great team. Find them on the corner of 184th Street and Stony Plain Road. WolfGMCBuick.com. Joined now by a friend of ours, Jeff Chrishell, who's having a live two-hour event coming up called Parenting the Athlete. And I wanted to talk to him about it because we do get a lot of questions from parents about athletes, sometimes about injury, but sometimes about uh, things like, you know, uh, year-round sports activity and when to take a break. So joins us now. Jeff, how are you? And is that what you're talking about, those sorts of things, in this uh, new seminar or meeting that you're having? Yeah, no, that's exactly it, Alan. We're thinking it's pretty important. You know, over the last few years, especially through COVID, just an incredible connection with athletes and parents through all these webinars and the Internet, right? But the number of questions that are coming through about – how to manage athletes and how to deal with injuries and should we be involved in showcases and camps and academies. There's just so many things pulling parents in so many different ways. We're going to try to clear the air here and educate parents. Because if you think about what's happening in the sporting landscape right now, if you look at the injuries in professional sport, they're at all times high virtually in every sport out and it's concerning. But when I talk to the guys in the organizations and I'm lucky enough just to sort of you know, be involved in that level of the game, you know, is that there's a clear consensus that the injuries they're dealing with in the professional and elite levels of sport, they're not happening there. They're happening when these players were 13, 14, 15 years of age, and their tissues have just never, ever recovered. So what we're finding out is with the greatest of intentions, we're doing probably more damage than good, and I just think it's a lack of knowledge out there. You know, I, I remember, uh, um, and I won't mention him, but I remember an athlete in Edmonton, a hockey player, who was uh, extremely well thought of early on, like 15. A big deal was made about him. He went to the WHL and had a, a good career, but he, he ended up having a lot of injury issues, core injury issues. And one of the reasons that was was put forth, and I don't have any proof of it, was that he had done a lot of adult training uh, as a much younger person and his body broke down and was unable to recover from it. Very important to be like age appropriate with these programs, right? Oh, Al, you are singing. 
singing to the choir here. I can't even tell you. It's okay. I'd like just to share a quick story on that, if that's okay. Sure. Yeah. So, hey, listen, we we got a call from a, a tennis uh, coach, a pretty high-end tennis coach. And he was working with some junior national teams, very, very accomplished young pros or young, young amateurs heading to the professional levels of sport. But he was having a problem with this one family when it came to one of the top female players in the world, junior female players. So anyway, I'm talking to this coach, and he goes, Jeff, listen, we just need uh, to get a little more reassurance that the type of training that we're doing to support this athlete is right on course. We just like to get your two cents. And I said, you bet. And so I actually wound up uh, talking with the coach and the parents of this young athlete, and they were just absolutely adamant. She was, I believe, 13 or 14 at the time and just an absolute upcoming star, and she's on her way right now. But at that time, they were really encouraging everybody in the performance team, the coaches, the trainers, and everybody. They wanted their daughter training like Serena Williams. We want her on a Serena Williams program. And the coach said something that just stuck with me, Alan. It's one of the things driving this course here. He said, listen, yes, I agree. Let's do exactly that. But how about this? How about we train your daughter like Serena was training when she was 13 or 14? And you could kind of just see the light bulbs come off. Because, you know, you train that young athlete like a mature, world-class Serena Williams, you're going to destroy that kid, right? And that's a conversation that just has resonated with me. And I'm seeing it now in the questions and comments we're getting from parents around the world out. Jeff, do you think like one of the things that 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 always concerns me is is there there are uh, lots of different people giving input and giving uh, advice and and you know training athletes and some of the things that are that that maybe should be universal are not and I know we're finding out through technology but uh, I remember reading years and years ago that that uh, baseball players or pitchers. You know, just throw f- uh, fastballs, not curveballs, that sort of thing. And I, I know I'm just being very simplistic in my uh, description of it. Are there are there parts of sports where we're kind of honing in on why these like why is it is it too much work? Uh, is it too much work at one thing? Uh, why are these things happening to, at such a young age where you've got a you've got a portfolio, a dossier a mile wide on a kid who's 15? really interesting and this is the conundrum and this is where you know um the pro teams are actually steering the ship here because they're investing money trying to figure this out and there is again a consensus at the higher levels on the medical side of sport and i'm talking virtually in every sport on the planet and the consensus is overtraining at young ages and if you go back in history and we've been tracking this now and i've been working on this probably for the last 10 years If you go back and actually look, when the numbers start to rise, we're talking about adolescents um, and young professional, amateur professionals and professional sports, when the injuries really started taking off, something happened in the late 2008, 2009, 2010. And if you go back and look at sort of the evolution of sport just through that time period, that's when all of the year-round training started, all the academies started, the early specialization started right in that sort of time frame, and we're now dealing with the repercussions, and they're not good, Al. So, you know, I think in all the research and all the experts we've been uh, collaborating with, that's sort of the consensus right now, and, and we're not sure how to turn it around because, listen, amateur and youth sport this year is projected to be between a 20 
and $25 billion business. It's going to generate more money than any professional sport on the planet. And that's private coaching, that's travel teams, that's showcases, that's academies. And with the greatest of intentions, of course, coaches and parents are trying to give their athletes an edge but the hidden problem there is we're probably doing more damage than good. So that's where we're at right now, and that's very, very uh, consistent thinking, you know, from the top levels of sport right down to grassroots. So, and where are you having it and when? So it's uh, we're, it's going to be our first ticket to can here. So it's a two-hour live event. We're doing it at the Advantage Sport Medicine Physiotherapy Clinic in St. Albert next Wednesday evening. And you can go on our website, jeffcrishell.com, uh, and the uh, information and the page is there. But we're really hoping, Al, we don't have a lot of space. We don't have a lot of space there. I'm not sure how parents are going to, you know, be interested in this. But, but we're hoping we can, you know, if I get five parents, I'll be happy. If we get 50 parents, I'll be really happy because we're just trying to arm people with knowledge. This is sort of be the no BS version of what we know at this point in the sporting landscape when it comes to athlete development. So, you know, it's St. Albert, you're going to have to dress up, Jeff, you know. I know. I'm going uh, clothes shopping tomorrow uh, just to get in city limits, so we, I know that for a fact. We don't allow ne'er-do-wells in there at all. you got to... <laughs> Jeff, you are a class act. I love you, man. And I think this is a great idea. I'm glad you're doing it. Uh, Parenting the athlete. And if you want to go to jeffcrishell.com. That's it. Yeah. All right. You're the man. Thank you, Jeff. You got it. I really appreciate it. All right. Jeff Cruschel. Good man. I like him. If you ever get a you know, oftentimes when I'm in public with Jeff, which isn't often because he doesn't like to go out in public with me, uh, and I don't blame him. But when I am, uh, people will come up and ask him questions. We used to do golf tournaments, and uh, he was always the busiest uh, booth or, or hole because he had such cool things to uh, to show people about, you know, how you measure your strength, how you measure all of these things that you could do, like live on location. He's a smart guy. He's like the, the wizard of smart when it comes to uh, sports activities. He seems like a very cool guy by, like, association. Like, if someone said, oh, you know Jeff Cashel? You'd be like, yeah, I know that guy. And they'd be like, oh, he's a cool guy. And you'd be like, I know, I know him. He used to work with the Blue Jays for many years, and he has great, like, Raul Mondesi stories. And he doesn't bring them out much. He's not a braggy kind of a guy. If I knew what he knew, I'd be blagging, blagging all day. That's all I'd do is just tell stories on people. But he doesn't do that. He's a good guy. I like him. So it's 12.52. In our number two, Bruce McCurdy will join us from the Cult of Hockey at the Edmonton Journal. We'll break down last night's game. I know you're excited about that because he's a great guy and it was a great game. And Matt Engel from the Fort Worth Star will join us to talk about the Texas Rangers and what's going on there. Grade five, Mr. Burton. We called him Birdie. He'd get angry a little. He'd pick up your desk with you in it and shake it. Oh, my God. I didn't have that. I never, I had uh, a man named Vern Schrank who used to, he was our math teacher, and he'd come in and go, all right, 14 times 2 divided by 3 plus 6. What is it? And he'd point at you. And you go, what? You know, but it it, it just, it, it made us smarter, and it also made us, you know, very anxious. So there you go. Sir Bro makes 1 million, Saros makes 6. We probably don't have a first round of this century. Declan, my grade 8 math teacher, 
said in relation to my challenge in math, maybe you're just not that bright. Uh, maybe my response was maybe you're just a crappy teacher. He, uh, not long after quit teaching. I rest my case. There you go. Stay strong, brother, he says. I heard Dave on Dustin Station's LOL, uh, Edmonton Sports Talk. Dave was on the hangout with Dom and Matt and guest. Oh, he's a great guy, you know. I keep hearing that, that they're they're putting down our station, which I think is not classy at all, and I don't believe it. But um, I have nothing but good to say about them over there. Dusty is a great guy. Matthew is. Uh, Mr. Gazzola is. If I keep hearing about these negative comments, I will call over there and ask them about it. But... I don't, I just, they're just too classy individuals to do that. I just don't believe that would happen. It's pronounced chowder. Yes, I know. Lots of different texts coming in with regard to, guess what? We we know it's Davis Schneider. <laughs> we we forgot the name. It was a, a blip, and then we're fine. We're absolutely fine. We got it back, baby. And you are welcome to text us at 833-401-1440. Coming up, Bruce McCurdy from the Cult of Hockey at the Edmonton Journal. We are the Lowdown with Low Tide. This is Sports 1440, and we are brought to you. This particular show is brought to you by Wolf GMC Buick. It is time now for a sports update. This is a Sports 1440 update. Just two games in the NHL tonight. Caps in Ottawa to take on the Sens at 5, and Penguins in town to take on the Detroit Red Wings at 5.30. Predators D-man Luke Shen will be sidelined for four to six weeks because of a lower body injury the team announced earlier today, and Hurricane center Sebastian Ajo missed his club's win over the San Jose Sharks last night with an upper body injury. Rod Brendamore told reporters he will be reevaluated and, quote, will take it from there. Finally, in breaking NHL news, it's been 270 days since Josh Norris last played an NHL game, and it sounds like the 24-year-old center will suit up tonight against the Capitals. Colts quarterback Anthony Richardson will undergo season-ending surgery to repair his right shoulder, owner Jim Ursay told reporters earlier today. Richardson, the year's fourth overall draft pick, sustained an AC joint sprain against the Titans on October the 8th. Cleveland Browns quarterback Deshaun Watson said Wednesday that he can't put a timeline on a return from a rotator cuff strain to his throwing shoulder. Watson did not practice today and has missed Cleveland's past two games and hasn't had a full practice since September 22nd. Three games in the AJHL tonight, including the Spruce Grove Saints at home taking on Lloyd Minster. That game at 7 at Grand Fury Arena. Tickets available at the door and you can watch on flowhockey.tv. Finally, from me, MLB playoffs tonight. Astros at the Rangers. That series currently 2-0 Texas. First pitch just after 6. I'm Declan, and this has been your Sports 1440 Update.